Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Cryptolissa, as you can see here on the screen. Lissa, before we get started, I want to ask, how you been? I haven't seen you in, I haven't, well, I guess seen you, heard from you. You've been MIA for a while. What's going on? Welcome back, by the way. And happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Oh, happy Valentine's Day to you, too. I know I've been a little MIA. Sorry, guys. Uh, Medical issues. So I'm back rebounded and uh, getting there. So um, with that, I hope that your guys' Valentine's Day is going well. Um, I'm stuck here with John doing a podcast, but it's okay. How are you, John? All good. All good. Spent the weekend with my cousin. Went up, up north busy busy weekend i didn't get a chance to watch Super Bowl. not that i really cared. I, i'm i'll be i'll admit uh, my confession is i didn't watch it um nor did i attempt to watch it but i heard that it was really nice so, i went it for a hike it was really good i went for a hike instead hey hey to each their own i was watching it with my family and it was really good really excited about all the crypto ads Mm. so with that we're gonna get started into this disclaimer this content is for entertainment purposes only any comments made by the host or guests is not financial advice as always guys and back to you john perfecto all right cryptonauts let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 daily stats provided by coingecko.com all right so we start let me refresh this page here reload course we have the infamous bitcoin settling at $43,523.33 with a seven day loss of 0.9% and a market cap of $825 billion. Number two, Ethereum settling at $3,018.20 with a seven day loss of 4.2% and a market cap of $360 billion. Number three, Tether settling at $1.00. With a 0.1% in the past loss in the past seven days and a market cap of $78 billion. Number four, Binance Coin settling at $416.36 and a seven-day loss of 4.1% and a market cap of $70 billion. And number five, we have USD Coin settling at $1 with a seven-day gain of 0.1% and a market cap of $52 billion. Number six. XRP settling at 82 cents with a seven day loss of 0.9% and a market cap of 39 billion dollars. And number seven, Cardano settling at $1.07 with a double digit loss in the past seven days of 10.9% and a market cap of 34 billion dollars. And next, at number eight, we have Solana settling at $101.08 with a a seven-day loss of 14.1%. Gotta clap my hands for that because that's a lot. With a market cap of $32 billion. And number nine, we have Terra settling at $54.95 with a seven-day loss of 7.8% and a market cap of uh, uh, $21 billion. Okay, and last but not least in the top 10 daily stats, we have Polkadot. Settling at $19.21 with a 7-day loss of 14.3% loss mm. and a market cap of 
billion dollars. Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats of the day. Your five runner-ups are Avalanche, Dogecoin, Binance USD, Shiba, Inu, and CryptoCoin. No, Crypto.com Coin. Crow. The Crow Coin. All right. Oh. All right. Actually, it bumped it bumped Polygon out. Oh, no. Polygon. Wow. Don't leave me, Polygon. Take me with you. That's not good. The entire market cap is actually up. Uh, by 4% in the past 24 hours for a total of $2.03 trillion. Yes. All right. So Bitcoin dominance is at 40.62%. And of course, I didn't log in. Oh, no, I didn't log in. Collect your daily candies. You hit the little candy jar. You have to log in. Collect candies. There you go. Actually, I am logged in. No, I'm not. Am I? I'm not. Okay, I gotta log in. I don't want to log in right now. There it is. All right, back to you, Lisa. Remember, if you appreciate our content, please like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. We normally post every Wednesday and Sunday, excluding yesterday, because of course it was Super Bowl, um, and we like to take weekends off sometimes. But Wednesdays and Sundays, sometimes on Thursdays, obviously on YouTube. Um, you can check us out, obviously, also on Discord, CCP Media Discord. We have a market on there. We're also on Patreon. And of course, if you like our content, you can support our platform and you can donate via Bitcoin, ETH, Binance, a basic attention token, or Raven. All right, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and move over to CryptoPotato.com for your crypto news of the day. First news we have, written by Dimitar Zanzarov, soccer legend Ronaldo dives into crypto by partnering with Graph Blockchain. Graph Blockchain subsidiaries New World Inc up with the Brazilian soccer icon Ronaldo. As a result, the former player of FC Barcelona will become an official global ambassador of the blockchain project. One of the greatest soccer players, Ronaldo de Assisi Moreira, commonly known as Rolando, Rolando, Rolandi, Roland, Rolandino. Inked a deal with the Canadian blockchain entity New World. The 41-year-old Brazilian will play an essential role in the company's effort to launch a non-fungible token platform. The holder of the Ballon de Or for 2005 will serve as an official ambassador of New World. As such, he will create exclusive events and NFTs experiences for his millions of fans. Ronaldo will work closely with the co-founder and the Canadian company. Diogo Snow. The latter has produced numerous digital collectibles for celebrities' clients, including the rapper Drake and Betty Watt. Quote, I understand the influence I have on my supporters, and engaging with my fans has always been so important to me, which is why I have decided to become the global ambassador for New World. The growth of the entity market has been truly amazing and this platform allows fans to interact with their favorite athletes, artists, and celebrities in a way that has never been done before, Ronaldo stated. Paul Haber, CEO of Graph Blockchain, described the collaboration as highly beneficial for his firm. The Brazilian soccer player has an exceptional reach and exposure that could take the new world to the next level, he predicted. 
As part of the deal, the firm will issue 4 million common shares subjects to regulatory approval, including from the Canadian Securities Exchange. Another Brazilian soccer player icon that displayed himself as a crypto proponent is Neymar. Last month, PSG player purchased Board 86633 for 159.99 ETH. At the time of the transaction, this equaled around $480,000. Neymar's digital collectibles depict a monkey wearing a birthday hat, fancy glasses, and a black tuxedo. He even used it as a new Twitter profile picture. This was not his first NFT purchase. Neymar also owns Ape 5269, bought for nearly 190 ETH. In addition, he has non-fungible tokens from other collections, such as the Ace Snickers fashion, the Flipped BAYC, Flipped Crypto Punks, and Flipped Noodles. Alright, there you go. Nice. I can only imagine what that uh, 5269 was bought for, because I'm Pretty positive that wasn't bought for current ETH, probably when ETH was high. What do you think? I think yes. To be honest, I don't know because I don't know when the 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 the, the, the output of the series comes out because I don't think they were all dumped at once, right? These apes, they were dumped out in series, right? No. Yeah, they were dumped out in series. So I, who knows? I mean, but yeah, that's a crazy amount. Anyway, on to our next news article. Valiance Bank partners with Bach to enable cryptocurrency exposure. And this was written by, ooh, that name. And Antonia is, 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 I don't know. I can't even. I can't. I don't even know. Antonia. Is it is it is it I have no idea. Jake's gonna have to help us with that one. Jake, where are you? <laughs> Jake and State Park. I know. Uh, digital asset platform Buck Holdings has teamed up with Valiant Bank, an institution that provides financial services to bring a seamless crypto experience to the bank's customers. According to a press release on Monday, February 14th, 2022, which is today, Valiant Bank would enable customers to easily buy, sell, and hold Bitcoin, Ether, and other altcoins within the bank's digital banking infrastructure via the Bach Crypto Connect solution. Box program, which is scheduled to launch in Q2 2022, is an early adopter solution that seeks to lower the barrier to entry for new cryptocurrency participants. The president and COO of Valiance Bank, Alicia Wade, or Alisa Wade, said that there has been an increasing number of clients who have shown interest in cryptocurrency. Wade also said that the Bach Crypto Connect program will allow customers to seamlessly trade and hold digital assets. According to a statement from the Valiance Bank executive, our core banking platform provider recommends Bach. By partnering with Bach, we're opening the door to a new dynamic opportunity to provide modern and compliant financial solutions to our clients who have a growing interest in cryptocurrency. 
Also, commenting on the latest development with Buck Chief Revenue Officer Sheila Zemlin, who said, Crypto has reached the masses, but many are still on the sidelines, unsure how to get started and looking for a convenient entry point from a relationship they already trust. The Alliance is one is or sorry is the latest financial institution to join Bach Crypto Connect. Others who are looking to participate in the program include Hanover Community Bank and the New Jersey-based Mask Manakaskin Bank. In October 2021, Bach Holdings listed its shares on the New York Stock Exchange, following in the steps of the U.S. cryptocurrency exchange giant, Coinbase. All right. Cool. On to the next one. Unless you got something to comment on that. No, I just think it's in interesting that everybody's coming out the woodwork now. All of a sudden, right? And I've been telling them for years. <laughs> All right, next news article written by Jordan Lyonchev, India FM. Uh, government and RBI in complete, complete harmony on crypto and CBDC. A fortnight packed with important developments on the economic front. Excuse me, front. Uh, Finance Minister Nir Nirmala Sitharaman and Governor of India's Central Bank uh, Shatikanta Das told the media that there was that there is complete harmony between the two government bodies on the cryptocurrency front. I don't think there's harmony between their names, but okay. In the budget presentation for the 2022-23 on February 1st, Sith, Sith, let's just call him Sith. The Sith proposed a flat, I can't call him the Sith. Sith, Sithar, Sitharaman proposed a flat 30% tax on all income from crypto activities. She also announced the introduction of central bank digital currencies, CBDC, and the next fiscal, fiscal beginning April 2022. On February 3rd, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi stressed that the Indian CBDC could strengthen the digital economy. Later, during her reply to the discussion on February 11th, the Indian Finance Minister clarified that bringing crypto transactions Excuse me. Into the tax net doesn't mean that the government has legalized such assets, despite numerous rumors in the community. Quote: Banning or not banning will come subsequently when the constitute. Yeah, when the consultations give gives me input. But then, would you rather have me not tax and allow the profits to be there? I will tax because it's sovereign right or of the government to tax. She had added. Hmm. Both the Indian finance minister and the chief of the central bank asserted that there is internal discussions taking place a, a, a CBDC and cryptocurrencies, and both are aware of each other's sensitivities on these issues, with RBI and ministry not just on crypto, but on every other thing as well. I think there's com complete harmony with which we're working, respecting each other's domains also known what we're what we've been what what we've to do with each other's priorities and in the interest of the nation there's no turfing here Sitharaman said at a press conference 
after the meeting RBI's central board. <sighs> Talking about the consultations on CBDC, RBI Governor Das clarifies, quote, like, where am I at? Like, like several other issues, this particular issue internally, un, uh, internally under discussions between RBI and government. Whatever points we have, we discuss with the government. Beyond that, I think I would not like to further elaborate. After def- definitely handling the con- continent's the c- contentious, contentious issues of the cryptocurrency through the annual budget 2022-23, Indian Finance Minister Niralma Sitharaman appeared publicly for the first time with the RBI Governor Shakti. Shakti- the predominantly yellow sari of the Indian finance finance minister and the yellow face mask of the RBI governor. In this part of the world, yellow signifies union slash marriage. In a deft move, Sitaraman delinked RBI's CBDC plans from the general debate on the crypto in her budget proposal. While she allowed the RBI to go ahead with the launch of CBDC, she brought crypto activities. This was without explicitly saying whether digital assets such as Bitcoin or Ethereum are legal or not. Hmm. Politically, it was seen as a smart decision for the government too, uh, that helped it wriggle out of the difficult spot where pro and anti-crypto opinions had become highly uh, polarized. To many, it was also a rebuff to the RBI governor who has been highly critical of cryptocurrencies asserting that they can destabilize the economy. Today, both the Indian FM and the RBI governor seems to clear the air saying they are working in complete harmony, quote unquote. Sounds like warfare to me. I mean, mm. please everybody pay attention to what's in front of the curtain, not what's going on behind the curtain. Exactly. That's kind that of that's a tough read. It, it was a tough read, but you know, there's there's when 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 politicians like this, see, we don't really beef it out like they do in other nations. And India is one of those nations that when they beef it out, there's beef. And this what happens is that this is going to hurt a lot of poor men and women and children out there, the, the lower class. It's going to hurt them a lot. I hope that they can come to resolution and, and get things going uh, with, with the CDC or in a, a UBI, right? At least, right? Is that what it's called? The UBI? Universal Basic Income, yeah. Yeah. UBI, UBI that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do something yeah. to help people out, man. If they're going to bring out CBDCs, then give them a, a, a fractional UBI, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month, you know, two, two, three hundred dollars a month. I mean, Especially since yeah. you know uh, this, this pandemic has—it's not over. People are kind of just moving forward with life, but this is still technically not over. There's a lot of shops, and I don't know if you really traveled around, but you know, I'm going to city to city and checking things out. And I, what I've noticed is a lot of downtown shops—they're all shut down. A lot of shops, are sh- a lot of plazas have a lot of small shops in them that are completely gone. I mean, you'll find your big major uh, businesses out there. You'll find your Walmart. You'll find your Target. You'll find your McDonald's. It's very rare now that you find a, a true mom and pop shop. It's so sad now. This is like this pandemic has really just wiped all the places out. Crazy. Yes, yes, it has. It's it's very sad to see all these mom and pops go. So, um, but I mean, at least 
try something, right? So um, that's why I like crypto because I think crypto is a second beginning for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, since we are still so new and early. Um, but that's just my opinion on that, obviously. But um, on to the next news article. And this one is about the Super Bowl. For all you Super Bowl fans out there that listen to this podcast, Coinbase shares face enhanced volatility following Super Bowl fiasco. And this is written by Andrew Thorvalas. Popular crypto exchange Coinbase saw its shares spike as the markets opened today after bringing millions of Super Bowl viewers to their site on Sunday. Coinbase was trading 5% down on the NASDAQ over the weekend. However, their stock is back up 3% as of Monday, trading at about $200. The movement comes following a successful Super Bowl ad campaign from the exchange, where it competed against other noteworthy ads from Crypto.com and FTX. The ad announced $15 in free Bitcoin for anybody that joins the platform before February 15th. This promised a more surefire return FTX's similar giveaway of 7.54 Bitcoin to just four lucky winners. The incentive proved to be a two uh, the incentive proved too effective to handle. The exchange sparked 20 million visits to its landing page with only a minute after the ad aired, causing the company site to briefly crash. <laughs> that, it was it was crazy. I was reading it on Twitter. Everybody was like, Coinbase just crashed. Anyway, um, the finals, which featured the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals, also starred Odell Beckham Jr., who received his entire salary in Bitcoin last year. The player scored the first touchdown of the match, but was later removed from the game due to an injury. His efforts were enough, though, for betting on both Beckham and the Rams' victory, Canadian rapper Drake won over $300,000 in Bitcoin bets on the match. Man, I can't uh, even be mad at Drake for that, man. That's, I mean, I'm trying to find something to be mad at him, but I can't because first of all, he betted and he won, and it's in Bitcoin, and it's it's a big chunk of money. So I'm like, I can't be mad at Drake for that, man. Jeez, I'm trying to find something, but I can't. Drake, congrats. That's, yeah. Oh, actually, it was, here's something I want. It was. Go ahead. What? So, so, so Coinbase, here's the thing about the Coinbase crash. This is why it's important to be transitioned over to Web3 and have decentralized platforms, not a centralized uh, 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 platform like current, uh, Coinbase's current uh, iteration. I'm sure that in the future it's going to transition to Web3. But as of right now, the biggest issue is that when you get DDoSed by a lot of, uh, of quote-unquote customers, Onto your onto your platform, it's it does slow it down. There's there's only so much input that the, the that each website can actually truly handle. So when you hit a certain threshold, it literally stops. It's like mm, you can't fit the entire ocean inside of a water hose. It's impossible. It's only going to come out little by little through a little water hose, right? So that like for example, like that's how it is for the internet. 
there's only so much customers that can be on the site at any given time. There's a, there is a maximum, maximum threshold. Unless somebody leaves the site, then somebody else can come in. Uh, and of course, they're always at Coinbase and all these big giant companies are always trying to expand how many customers they can have at any given time. But no matter what they do to try to expand it, it seems that customers always tend to always hit that maximum breaking limit, which kind of, I guess you can say, quote unquote, crashes it. Uh, but it's not a true crash. It just because it crashes like literally, you're 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 404. You're you're definitely disconnected from the internet. But Coinbase, from my understanding, was not really crashed. Correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. It, was a, it wasn't crashed. Just people weren't able to get on it. There was the, the people that were already on it got lucky, and then, like I said, the water hose. You know, that's that's what happened. I, I'm guessing, right? Um, there's actually another news article that's further down. If, Ooh. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah, that it's talks good. about what happened. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, next news, right by... Sayanika Deka. Singapore's largest bank to launch a cryptocurrencies trading desk for retail investors. After opening its very own institutional grade digital asset exchange, Singapore-based DBS Bank is eyeing the expansion of a similar trading offering, but this time catering to retail investors. It is expected to launch by the end of 2022. DBS CEO Piyush Gupta believes that the expansion of the plans will take a lot of work, including potential fraud and others. Okay, but expects to launch. Uh, but expects to launch of the platform by the end of the year. On a recent earnings call, the executive stated, "Quote: We are stating the initial work to expand it beyond the current investors' base of accredited investors. Lots of work to do with suitability and anti-fraud. We should have something by the end of the year." End quote. The CEO also mentioned that DBS will focus on convenient accessibility to the retail focused digital asset trading platform for its existing customers based in the first half of the year. As for now, the users are required to contact a banker via call place in order for crypto over the phone, but the bank aims to make the process online and self-service by facilitating instant online deposits and transactions without depending on intermediaries. Commenting on the same, the executive added, quote, what happens is that You've got 24-7, but the customer still needs to call and speak to the bankers. The first order is to make it all online. Make it self-service. Make it instant. And make sure the internal processes are robust to be able to support that. Gupta also said that the bank expects to considerably boost its crypto trading platform shortly after its launch. He has not divulged any additional details on the upcoming trading desk yet. DBS had the first start had first started the digital asset uh, assets trading desk DDEX in early 2020 by enabling professional investors to trade cryptocurrencies. The bank also reported a full-year trading volume of around $819 for 2021. Currently, the platform offers exchange services with four fiat, crypto, uh, four fiat currencies, Singapore dollar, USD, Hong Kong dollars, and Japanese yen. 
and the four cryptocurrencies Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Ripple. It also plans to add more digital assets and tokens this year. In October 2021, the Monetary Authority of Singapore, MAS, greenlighted DBS Vickers, the brokerage arm of DBS Bank. Well, I gotta applaud them. Congrats. I, I, like, I like that DBS and others, similar to DBS Bank, can get over these crazy hurdles when it comes to government and regulators. Like, it, it, they, I'm, they, this article makes it sound like it was so easy for them just to get through it. No, I'm sure they struggled for years and years and years to try to get things to this point. So, green light, DBS, congrats. Yes, for sure. So the next two news articles are price analysis, one for Polygon and one for Ethereum. Um, and we're not going to read those. Um, so the next one is by Dimitar Zanzuraf. This is what happened with Drake's 1.3 million Bitcoin bet on the Super Bowl. The Canadian rapper Aubrey Drake Graham Popular among music fans is Drake, really I didn't know he was Canadian, tells you how much I know, I made a major, I, did, I didn't know that, like so made a, oh, right, <laughs> right? Rap- made a major, <laughs> what the heck, what is going yeah. on, Drake, <laughs> yeah. I love you man, but I didn't know you were Canadian, <laughs> it's okay, we still love you. Uh, made a major 1.26 million dollar bet worth of Bitcoin on the Super Bowl match between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. He seems to have good prediction skills since he profited $300,000 after the referee's final whistle. The Super Bowl's match traditionally garners the attention of millions of Americans each year Last night's game was watched by over 90 million people in the USA alone. The the bookmaking companies use the hype around it to offer all kinds of bets. Such unusual ones include what will the coin toss land on, heads or tails? Will a player uh, propose after the game? Which crypto company commercial will air first? And many more. The renowned musician Drake did not bet on such bizarre events. Instead, he wagered around $472,000 on the LA Rams to win the title, about $400,000 on Odell Beckham Jr. to catch a touchdown, and $400,000 on a footballer to have over 62.5 receiving yards. The team from Los Angeles won by 23 to 20 keeping in mind that the uh, coefficient drake cashed out more than two hundred and forty thousand dollars worth of btc additionally la rams star odell beckham jr caught the first touchdown in the match bringing the rapper approximately four hundred and fifty three thousand dollars worth of the leading digital asset Unfortunately for Drake, Odell Beckham Jr. left the game with an injury in the fourth quarter and thus could not gain over 62.5 receiving yards. As such, simple math shows that the Canadian senior profited $300,000 worth of BTC 
from his Super Bowl predictions. Like many other biz... Go ahead, oh, sorry. Yeah, it... Oh, no, uh, it's fine. Like many other businesses, sports betting companies have also set their sights on the cryptocurrency industry. Such an example is the International Gambling Organiz Organization Anton? At the end of January, the British firm revealed it will invest $133 million to establish a global innovation lab focused on entertainment experiences in the metaverse. Here comes the metaverse talk. Specifically, it plans to fund startups and develop applications for non-fungible tokens or NFTs. In uh, Tain's executive, chief executive officer, Jeanette Nygaard Anderson, said the firm's in innovation hub will be called Innovate and it should see the light of day in March of this year. Partners in the initiative are the American telecommunications conglomerate Verizon, the British telecom entity BT, and the decentralized video delivery network Theta Labs. Intain is one of the biggest companies in the betting field. It owns brands like uh, Lad, Lad, Ladbrokes, Sporting Bet, B-Win, Corel, and Party Poker. Ooh, all right. Intain, all right. There it is. Check that out. Keep your eye on that. Intain. Sounds like a really good name. Intain. Kind of like entertainment, but Intain. Entain, we're shortening it up. Yeah, entertainment's too long to spell, and I don't know how to spell it all the way, so I'm just gonna say entertain. So much cooler. <laughs> so I mean, look. So this news, are Drake, come on, bro. You were like the hardcore thug rapper, then you turn into a Canadian rapper, and at the end of this news article, he turned into a Canadian singer. Like no, no BS. Like literally, it says Canadian singer at the end. Like what happened? That you took everything away from him that made Drake Drake. Now he's like. Aubrey, the Canadian singer. <laughs> oh my God, Aubrey, bro. It, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. did we have to use his real name? Sorry. I mean, we all know him as Drake. <laughs> don't do that to Drake, man. You don't even have to put Canadian. You can put just rapper Drake, bro. Now Canadian rapper Aubrey. Everybody knows him as Drake. Why you do that to him, man? Jeez, Louise. All right, next news, written by Dimitar Zandarab. UK authorities seized three NFTs in a $1.9 million fraud case. Report HM Revenue and Customs, HMRC, has reportedly seized three non-fungible tokens in a crackdown on suspected activity to hide money. Apart from confiscating the assets, law enforcement arrested three people alleged of the crime. The report Report as reported by Reuters, a British tax authority investigated a $1.9 million financial scheme. The operation was part of a probe into the suspected value added tax VAT fraud involving 250 alleged fake firms. As a result, the HM HMRC seized three NFTs and around $6,700 worth of cryptocurrency. Not really that much. 
This became the agency's first confiscations of non-fungible tokens. Uh, Nick Sharp, Deputy Director of Economic Crimes at HMRC, did not reveal the USD value of the digital collectibles. He opined that the seizure will serve as a warning to bad actors who think they can use cryptocurrency to hide money. I'm guessing that it was worth garbage. I bet you my book is worth yeah. more than that. Uh, hashtag buy my book. All right. Quote, unquote. We constantly adapt to new technologies to ensure we keep pace with how criminals and evaders look to conceal their assets. Sharp added, I guarantee you they spent more money trying to confiscate this, this $6,000 uh, just, just employment-wise, just trying to get a strike team going just to see $6,000. Come on, you guys. Dude, you guys, that was a bad deal. So let them go. Non-fungible tokens have emerged as one of the hottest trends in the, in the digital asset industry. They are cryptographic tokens that can represent real-world assets such as cars, a song, or a house. At the same time, one can prove ownership over those collectibles as they are blockchain-based and verify their authenticity. Over the past several months, numerous renowned musicians, actors, and athletes in entered this niche by releasing collections of their own. Eminem, John Legend, and Quentin Tarantino are some of the examples. On the other hand, non-fungible tokens have their opponents too. The American rapper, thank you, Kanye West, said the NFT universe is not appealing, while Joe Rogan described them as a cryptocurrency hustle. Fraudulent activities involving digital assets are not absent in the United Kingdom. A recent coverage revealed that there has been more than 7,000 reports of such schemes in the country between January and October 2021. Victims parted out with approximately $200 million for a period well, for that period, 30% more than the whole, whole of 2020. The authorities outlined, I can't believe, that's sad, man. That's so sad. $200 million That's a lot of money. The authorities outlined that over 50% of the con people were individuals between 18 and 45 years old. This comes as no surprise since youngsters and the most active demographic groups dealing with Bitcoin and alternative coins, um, a huge chunk of the scams is focused on a primary digital asset. A few weeks back, an anonymous UK resident parted with $200,000 after a woman he messaged in a dating app conned him. She encouraged him to make BTC investments on a dubious application that promised to make him rich, of course. And, yeah, I guess that happened. Sorry, dude. Not financial advice. Don't listen to people. Yeah, don't. She's, she's a scammer. Don't go with her, all right? <laughs> on to the next article written by uh, Chayneka Deka, NFT creator Animoca launches $30 million program to boost play-to-earn guild ecosystem. Uh, Animoca brands the Hong Kong-based game software and venture capital company behind the Sandbox has announced the launch of the Guild Accelerator program in partnership with the Global Venture Accelerator Brink. 
According to the official press release, the Guild Accelerator Program will, will focus on developing the emerging play-to-earn guild system across the world. Animoca, sorry, I cannot say that word for whatever reason, also revealed that the acceleration program will offer a total investment capital of up to $30 million for a period of two years. It is also expected to help millions of individuals globally generate income by participating in a play to earn or P2E gaming via crypto gaming guilds. The program will prioritize projects that commit to sustainability, such as supporting and giving back to player scholar communities having a lower physical footprint, focusing on energy efficient proof of stake protocols, as well as side chains, Avocado Guilds, Brendan Wong, YCG's Sarobuti Sasuki, Ancient Aids Howard Yu, and it is set to support the Guild Accelerator program. Yatsu Anamika's brand's co-founder and executive chairman stated, as the world enters a new era of work and play, the play to earn guild space has enormous potential for growth. The management of digital assets in games and the open metaverse represents a significant source of income for hundreds of millions of people. Last month, uh, Anamoka announced raising nearly $360 million in new funding round at $5.44 billion. The gaming company plans to de deploy the fresh round of capital to fund strategic acquisitions and investment product development and licenses for emerging intellectual properties. 2021 saw a greater interest in blockchain-based games than ever, and this trend is likely to continue this year as well. The fusion of concepts of NFTs, metaverse, into gaming culture has managed to attract more usage and adoption. Needless to play to earn with economic incentives has become one of the most dominant trends. The sector is expecting a considerable degree of experimentation and has restructured gaming business models. Despite the huge price volatility in the cryptocurrency market, blockchain-based games have continued to remain unfazed. Crypto Potato earlier reported that the interest level and popularity of the non-fungible token base and blockchain-based games among the investors were steadily rising since the beginning of the year, even as fell off wrecked havoc in the market. Animoca brand. All right. Cool. Let's see the next one we have. Elon Musk, yes, hence a possible Dogecoin adoption for Starlink merch. Written by Shyanika Decca. Elon Musk's interest in Dogecoin needs no introduction. The self-proclaimed Doge father has hinted at yet another collaboration, this time with his satellite internet venture Starlink. 
A business magnate responded with a wink emoji when a Twitter, Twitter used proposed an idea of SpaceX, SpaceX merch store and Starlink accepting the largest meme coin. Sharing the exchange on the microblogging website, Dogecoin founder Billy Marcus tweeted that he wants to buy a model rocket with dog money. For the uninitiated, Starlink is the satellite network developed by private aerospace company SpaceX. It offers cost-efficient way, uh, cost-efficient It offers cost-efficient, low-cost, high-speed broadband internet connections to remote locations. The recent development comes hours after Musk posted a cryptic reply with wet droplets emoji to McDonald's new teaser. Despite the common assumption of adding Dogecoin payments, the fast food giant tweet, giant's tweet was directed to a Super Bowl advertisement featuring rapper Kanye West. This was not what the Dogecoin community was expecting, but the meme coin noted that a noted a minor surge before stabilizing near 14 cents. In January, the Tesla Tesla announced enabling purchase of select items of merchandise merchandise using Dogecoin for its customers. The company mentioned that users wanted to opt for the meme coin option would have would have to have such a wallet to transfer funds using an alphanumeric code or a QR code once connected. Crypto Potato reported that Doge ranked in over 20% gains, uh, raked, sorry, raked in over 20% gains shortly after the announcement. Tesla plans on accepting Doge was first revealed by Musk on Twitter on December 14th when he stated that, that the company was keen on exploring cryptocurrency payment options. The Sentai billionaire also said that the Dogecoin is his favorite cryptocurrency. However, despite repeated tweets about the ecosystem's development, it is still unclear if or when Tesla might start accepting payments for its vehicles in Dogecoin. One of Musk Ventures' SpaceX state states started accepting Doge in May last year. The Doge 1 mission to the moon expects to launch this quarter will be a Dogecoin funded mission. According to the Vice President of Commercial Sales, Tom Ochinero, the Doge 1 is expected to show the application of cryptocurrency beyond Earth orbit and set the foundation for interplanetary commerce. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm not a Doge guy. I bought some Doge early on and I sold it early on, way before all this stuff came through. Uh, but this is badass dude like you're literally going to space with dogecoin like you have dogecoin you can actually you buy yourself have that. That's crazy. yeah all right don't you wish you still had that dogecoin just saying <laughs> so the next one is a market watch i don't know if you want to read that or not <laughs> So, guess what? Another Super Bowl article written by Dimitar Zonzarov. Coinbase Super Bowl ad caused disruption on its platform. We were just talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. The leading U.S. cryptocurrency exchange advertised itself during the major sport event Super Bowl. Chief Product Officer Torajit. Char Charter G 
sorry if we butchered that, said that the marketing move generated more traffic than we've ever encountered, which briefly disrupted operations. Nonetheless, he assured things were quickly put under control. Similar to other crypto exchanges, Coinbase used the popularity and the massive audience base behind Super Bowl to promote its services. Well, of course they're going to. The ad consisted of a colorful, bouncing QR code, which upon scanning led viewers to the company's promotional website. Additionally, the trading venue offered $15 worth of free Bitcoin to anyone who signed up until February 15th and vowed to distribute a $3 million giveaway to existing customers. Am I part of that? Because I'm on Coinbase. Shortly after, Coinbase revealed that the marketing efforts were, quote, more popular, end quote, than expected, causing an outage on the platform. And here's a tweet here with a little doge. And it says, wow. In a separate tweet, CPO Surajit Chatterjee confirmed that the reason for the disruption was the unexpected amount of traffic which Coinbase experienced. He said that the teams had to throttle traffic for a few minutes, which means they needed to shut it down or do a queue system. Coinbase has been progressing on the crypto scene since the start of the year. In January, it joined forces with MasterCard to simplify purchasing non-fungible tokens. A few days later, the exchange appointed Tobias or Toby Luteke as the newest member of its board of directors. Last week, Coinbase teamed up with One River Digital Asset Management to offer a separately managed account platform for wealth management firms. And this one is another, it's just an added You're on. talking about, about the Canadian three. rapper? Yeah, the Canadian rapper's bet on the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't really going into detail of what happened, right? And no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but I have my assumptions of what happened, and I explained it only because... Uh, it's happened time and time and time and countless times over and over again with with Coinbase. Uh, um, when when buy orders or sell orders are so massive, they actually do shut down their sites. If there's too many buy orders and they can't fulfill those orders, they have to shut down. Just because you can't, they can't just fake it and say, hey, yeah, we have this Bitcoin. We're going to go ahead and just still charge you for it and then buy it at a later time. Well, if Bitcoin goes up and they're buying it at a loss, it's like if you're if you're the customer and you bought it at say for example, 40k and they're saying that yeah we'll we'll sell it to you for 40k and they still don't, and Coinbase still doesn't have it and then at, at a future time it's at 42k. Well, Coinbase is losing that two thousand dollars and of course they're not never going to do that supposedly. Wag me exactly. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Ethereum fees have not been this cheap since October 2021. What? Bro, don't tell me that because I'm trying to jump on Polygon Chain right now. 
I'm about to check this out right now while I'm reading this. One eye reading, one eye jumping onto my, my trust wallet. This one's written by uh, Felix Mullen. The Ethereum fees have not been this cheap since October 2021. Uh, cryptocurrency fans may celebrate the in entire bleh, the entry of their favorite tokens into mainstream audience thanks to the impact of the crypto bowl. Since Ethereum lovers have one more reason to rejoice, as trading ETH hasn't been this cheap in months, the phenomenal extends to L2 solutions. This phenomenon extends to L2 solutions as well, with almost all the most popular infrastructures hitting less than one dollar on average to send ETH and between 31 cents and 2 dollars 18 cents to swap tokens and more complex operations according to L2 fees. <clears throat> Data. Ethereum is kind of like a Swiss Army blockchain. Big dApps, uh, decentralized exchanges, smart contracts for enterprises, applications, altcoins, shitcoins, stablecoins, uh, NFTs, and countless other innovation products run on this network. But everything comes at a, at a price. And all... And shit coins. I can't believe they put that shit coins. Shit coins, yeah. <laughs> shit coins, yeah. But everything comes at a price, and all of this popularity has driven Ethereum's fees through the roof, complicating the adoption's prospects into the near term and giving rise to a multitude of competing blockchains and scalability projects. But things appear to be changing. According to figures from a bit info charts, the average transaction fees on the Ethereum blockchain has hit $15.31, a figure not seen since, seen since October 2021, when fees touched as low as about 13 uh, this this represents a decrease of more than 75% in the average fee price since November uh, 2021. I'm like literally trying to. Yeah. Uh, when the transaction reaches cost more than $62.80 on average. Ouch! That's how much it is right now. I'm like literally trying out. Uh, let's see. Give me a second. I'm. Oh no, it's it's not that bad. Ah, should I? Should I not? It's I, I mean it's way better. It is actually better, but it's still not that affordable like the way they're saying it on it. So I'm right now I'm in my trust wallet. I'm checking things out right now. It cost me, and the thing is, in order to bridge over your Polygon uh, to to the actual Polygon chain, you need to bridge it over. So Polygon, in all exchanges, are set to default as an ERC20 token, right? In order to bridge over to the Polygon chain, which you kind of want to do to get more, you know, more use out of your Polygon and use other dApps that are on the Polygon network, you have to bridge it over, right? Uh, or you can use, you, if you have the money, you can use Ethereum, but considering that the fees are so extremely expensive, you kind of don't want to do that and you just want to bridge it over, right? So I'm using my trust wallet trying to bridge over my Polygon. But the thing is, it was costing me like $80 to do that transaction, right? And as of right now, it's costing me about $25. $25 still to bridge it over. I don't know if I want to do that. It's still kind of a, a big chunk of money. That's uh, like a fourth. $25. A little over. A little over a fourth. Median, the median transfer fee. Would you like me to continue it? Yes, please. Okay. The median transfer fee reached $6.67, a metric that gives a breath of fresh air to the average ETH user who 
just want to make a simple payment or transaction. The fee issue is of critical importance to the sustainability of Ethereum and any blockchain for that matter. On Ethereum and on all other proof-of-work blockchains, users who make transactions compete in a kind of bidding process to have their oper operations processed more quickly. Simply put, the fees the more fees you pay to miners, the faster the confirmation time of your transaction. However, unlike Bitcoin, Ethereum is not just used to transfer wealth, but is a Turing complete blockchain, meaning it can run decentralized applications with complex oper decentralized applications with complex operations. That's a mouthful. But the higher of the complexity, the more mining power is required for the transition or transaction to run. Because of this, it is normal to have fees of several hundred dollars for complex token swap, especially on quick trades where a few seconds determine the difference between a profit or a loss. Such a legitimate ar arbitration or exploiting bugs for more fresh for more questionable purposes. The ultimate solution to ease the burden is the new Ethereum consensus layer, formerly known as ETH 2.0, which seeks to be proof of stake and introduce scalability solutions such as uh, sharding, potentially raising transaction processing capacity close to 100,000 transactions per second. Jesus! According to Vitalik Buterin's estimate, but the road is long and many are skeptical. In the meantime, the best options are to use layer 2 solutions like Polygon or Loopring, where sending tokens cost less than a dollar or turn to competing blockchains like BSC or Solana. making that transaction I yeah i just had to make that transaction I, I i just like literally i've been waiting to bridge over to polygon for a while but i wasn't gonna pay 80 bucks for that and right now i think i just paid like 15 dollars it was worth it well that's not it was worth it it was worth it so with that you want to close us out john oh we're done already no no, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. Oh, this one's interesting. Which if you one? want to read it, the guy, the guy who bought an ape for four ETH explains why he rejected a one point two million dollar offer. By George Georgiev. At this point, it's becoming pretty evident that non-fungible tokens are causing a massive stir. With this, however, there's also no shortage of fascinating stories of random people turning a few thousand dollars into millions. Or in this case, the story of someone who refused to be turned into an instant millionaire by turning down a $1.2 million offer of an NFT that he paid less than $17,000 for back in May 2021. For those of you who haven't heard of the Board Ape Yacht Club, we have a designated long-form guide containing all the details you need to know about it. In summary, though, it's a collection of 10,000 non-fungible tokens that depict board apes. Each one carries different traits, and each trait is, a, is limited in its essence. 
So, for instance, some apes have hats, others have sunglasses, and so forth. The rarity of each NFT is represented by the rarity of each trait. So the rarer a trait is, the rarer the ape is, enters the Golden Boy Ape number 1726. On February 2nd, 2020. It's cute. It is, actually, I do like it. I do like it. Even though it looks really bored. It looks... Transaction fee is 18 bucks. I can do that. Let's do that. Confirm. Another con... Oh, I ran out of ether. I can't do it. Wow. Oh, no. Bro, why? Wow. Oh. <laughs> Mommy, <laughs> I can't. So that other ETH that I burned, it's burned. That's so stupid. It, it is burned. Canceled. It's gone. Oh, dude, that's so stupid. Oh, this is why layer Freaking two's hate. Ethereum, layer. man. That's what I was trying to move over to Polygon Chain. But you can't get on Polygon Chain unless you have Polygon ERC20 because you need to have the token in order to get on. It's so dumb. I don't know why they don't just automatically make it. Oh, whatever. whatever. Um, February 2nd, 2022, the user going by the Twitter handle the Election Day Mad One revealed that he turned down 420 ETH off of the above ape. At the time it was writing, that's worth a whopping $1.2 million. Most impressively, the user paid for ETH for it back on May 1st. The first full day after the collection was sold out back then, the four ETH cost him roughly around $12,000. So we at Crypto Potato decided to reach out to him and ask, well, why? Here's why. As we mentioned above, the board ETH Apes are composed of various traits, and each one of them is probably rare. It turns out that board ape number 1726 is quite rare. Speaking on the matter, he said, quote, I rejected it because gold for apes are the rarest for uh, B-A-Y-C. It also is my personal brand, and I think with this brand owning and, and owning the ape, I can continue to make residual income. There is only about one out of 46 gold for apes listed for sale below 1,000 ETH. And I would like to still be a part of that group. Indeed, at the time of this writing, the only gold for ape is uh, listed for sale below 1,000 ETH is number 1887. The user supposedly has another 36 apes in his collection, so it seems more understandable why you can be picking and yet 1.2 million dollars is a lot of money. What is more is uh, the above also perfect what is more the above also perfectly shows why BAYC's NFTs have grown in value so much. Exclusivity. Eight owners are part of the digital club where the in entries would cost you just a short of 100 ETH. At the time of this writing, that's almost $300,000. Moreover, the team behind BAYC is making everything that they can to further expand the growth of the list of benefits that come with being a member of the club. That's too much money, man. How about you get a Deejan Smoker? That's what you should get. Head over to RVNFT or to the Ravenist and get yourself some Deejan Smokers. Actually, I think it's just NFTs. Oh, just NFTs? It's just NFTs. Yeah, oh. just NFTs. Okay, there you go. Percentage. Cool. <laughs> With 
with that, uh, I don't, I think we're pretty much done. Um, as always, if you like our content, please like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. Again, we post every Wednesday and Sunday, minus yesterday. We all took a weekend off for Super Bowl and other personal reasons. Um, we are on YouTube, obviously, if you're listening to this. We are also on Patreon. We have Discord. Uh, within Discord, we have a market that you can work to earn free NFTs. Um, John and I are battling it out right now to see who's the best worker out of the platform. So if you could join us, that would be great. We also have Twitter. I'm active on Twitter. Uh, C3 Media also has a Twitter. So those are all of our plugs, I think. And of course, if you like our podcast, please donate to us via Bitcoin, eFinance, Basic Attention, Token for Ravencoin. Below, or check out our coin tree. With that said, final shout out to the Canadian singer Aubrey. I still like your music, man. So awesome. With that said, Kryptonauts, until next time, stack sets and hot. Adios. Are we good?